Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Today's guest, Kazia Robinson, is a business strategist, CEO coach, and investor. Described by her clients as the shapeshifter who can coach business owners through any challenge at any stage of their business. Kazia helps small business CAOs navigate the operational and existential changes of scaling up, pivoting, and or selling a business they put their blood and sweat and tears into. Kazia holds a BS in physics from Stanford University and an MBA from the Wharton School of uh, School at the University of Pennsylvania. And she serves as the advisor board and private PACs, an innovator in the fast-growing femtech industry. Welcome to the show, Kazia. Thank you, Hap. Thank you so much for having me, Doctor. Thank you so much for being here. Um, how did you get to where you are today? Well, that is not in a straight line, I think, is the best way to, to, to set it up. And, and I'm sure you've had the same experience. Um, I started out my career actually in finance. So I, I started out, I wanted to be a physicist um, and then uh, realized I actually liked getting out of lab once in a while. So I moved into finance. And then I eventually realized I really cared more about people than the numbers. The numbers tell you an enormous amount, but the people actually run the business. So I shifted at that point into really focusing on, on how businesses worked. And I had this really powerful experience where I turned around a small business, went in, I took over a lot of the functions, high-end jewelry designers. She continued in design, but I took over a lot. Turnaround was great. Everything was working. Hummed along for about a year. Then I was time for me to move on. And I had set that business up so it worked for me. I had not set the business up so it worked for the business owner. And when I left, it it didn't work, right? That was one of those things. I mean, she continued to run the business, but the growth stalled out. There were lots of challenges with the team and people that I had put in place. And I started to have that experience more and more as I was doing consulting and is that I would come in and I would present something that worked great, assuming I was going to run the thing but it never worked that well for the business owner. And eventually I, that's how I kind of came into coaching. This coaching is really about helping people solve their own problems, create their own solutions and really put together a business that will work for them as a leader, as opposed to works for me as an interim CEO or something like that. And I think that's the thing about coaching, isn't it, Kezia, that it's really about making an environment where the company can succeed on its own so that they can learn from their mistakes so that they can really grow into the business that they want mm -hmm. rather than having something dictated from outside. Absolutely. And even that, I mean, to your point, the business is separate. I coach the CEO. I also coach the business because the business has its own needs. And often as, as things are growing, it's time for the CEO to continue. They, they start out kind of as a, a frontline salesperson, right? Usually doing the delivery or creating the product. And as they continue to grow into newer and newer roles, 
the business begins to take on its own needs. And it can be really important to help somebody understand when the business may have different needs than they do. And often that's a block with people, right? It's like, you know, you really want to be the most important person in the business. And the way you're manifesting that is and acting on that is to want to be on every sales call. Let's say. What the business needs is a leader who can help manage a sales team. So you can't be, by definition, you cannot be on every sales call. So there's all, there are times when it's really powerful to say, what is the actual business need? And then how do you best serve the business as the owner, as the CEO or the founder, as opposed to how does the business best serve you? That's right. Now, you've also said you don't believe in work-life balance. Tell me more about that. So I feel like we've, first off, especially as you know, and anyone who's an entrepreneur and business owner, I mean, work and life are a blend, right? And the idea that um, that work that, you know, I, I know many people who have small children and throughout this, the pandemic, especially like work, if the thought of them being able to go to an office and go to work is like the best thing that could possibly happen, right? They love their children, but being home with the kids has not been the balance that they were looking for. So I think that we are really fixated on this idea that work and life are in opposition, as opposed to that, that what we're looking at is our, I, I talk about energy investment, right? Your mental and emotional energy and how much you invest internally for, for kind of rejuvenation and for growth and how much you ex invest externally. So investing in your, let's say uh, a relationship with a, a child can be really rewarding for both of you, or you can set that relationship up such that it is very draining for you. So same thing with your work, with the, the people you engage with at work, with your customers, your clients, with the actual things you do, right? Your tasks and functions. And what I find is people are often kind of burning it at both ends, right? So they're, they're not investing enough in themselves at work or in other areas of their life. And they're over-investing in outside of themselves, but in low return activities. Like... I had a, I was speaking with a woman once and she was like, oh, I got to go pick up my kids, the kids from college pre-pandemic. And I said, how old are these kids, right? You know, they're like 19, 20, right? I was like, why don't you send an Uber? But then it's like, oh, but then I'm not a good mom. People start to layer on. So the same thing. What if you, why don't you let someone else take the sales call? Well, the client might be disappointed. It's like, well, let the client be disappointed and tell you and then deal with that situation. Yeah, it sounds like they have to do with what's right for them. And uh, that's the key is somehow uh, people forget what's right is not necessarily what's right all the time. It's what's right for them that needs to be taken into account. Yeah. And especially with the other, what, we've, what we're most frustrated by, I think, is when we put energy and effort into something and it is not received, right? It is not acknowledged or received. And over-engineering products is a prime example. You know, with, uh, we think of it with technical businesses, but it, it can happen with any business. Um, you know, when you over-engineer something, you've actually done that for yourself, right? That is, as a business, you could say, well, adding six more bells and whistles was not for the benefit of the customer. That was because it was fun to add those things in, right? So you can't expect the customer to pay for it. You can still do it. 
but you have to understand that you're using that, that energy should be, is an internal investment. Maybe in our team wants to try some new things out, not an external investment that you're going to expect to generate revenue off of. And so if it wasn't fun to add the six bells and whistles and the customer doesn't want it, then you got to stop doing it. Sounds right. Now, Kezia, why is it so hard for us to let go of our addiction to work? I think it's one of the things that's interesting is it's really not work, it's effort. Because we're meant to produce, right? We're meant to, we're meant to engage. Our bodies are meant to move. We're meant to do things, right? And, and I think that a lot of the difference between humans and everything else on this planet, right, is that we keep trying to do new things. Right? We don't just keep trying to stay alive and do the same thing. We're constantly trying to do something new. And that's like the most exciting part of being alive, right? Is this constant expansion and growth. What we get into though is, a tr- is, is we get on a say you're on the Stairmaster and not on the mountain. And it becomes a thing about like, well, if I didn't work hard, then I can't possibly get anything, right? It's no pain, no gain. We've got these stories. And what we'll do is we'll begin to sabotage ourselves as the moment that the ease comes in. And if you think of somebody like who wants to train for a marathon, you know, and you're out of shape, the first mile you run is pretty brutal, right? But you get faster, you get, it gets easier, right? The point, if those whole 26 miles were like that first mile you ever ran when you were out of shape, no one would ever make it through a marathon. It makes no sense. But we do that in our life all the time when we start to see something come easy. Like, you know, we hire somebody who's really functional. They do a great job. They do a better job than we used to do with that. We'll start to micromanage them and sabotage them because we've created this discomfort with ease. Like we're cheating. Like it's not. And so a lot of what I work with people is like, let's talk about what the challenges are. Let's stop creating problems. Let's enjoy the ease, right? That's a restorative part, learning to de-escalate, learning to enjoy the ease, but also learning how to find, continue to increase that return on investment of energy, find the next challenge, right? Go into something new instead of continuing to stand on that Stairmaster, right? And keep going through the same problems and creating and manifesting the same cycle. So it's, um, I think that it's it's that idea that, that we've really bought into that life is hard, that success is difficult. That's the thing that really keeps us making life hard and makes success difficult. Kezia, why is it important to have a coach or a mentor in this process? Well, I mean, I'm, and I'm sure I've had, I've had, I still have coaches now, right? Um, and we cannot, one of, one of the great expressions is, right, it's really hard to read the label when you're inside the jar. There's so many things about ourselves and about our situations that we have bought into and we've, we've decided, and this is, there's a lot of neuroscience about this in neuropsychology. We have taken something that is not a fact and decided it is a fact. And we've done it so long ago and it's so embedded that it's really hard on your own because it isn't fun right? It isn't fun to like, you know, you're you're used to, you got this whole reality down. Even if this is not a reality that you're enjoying, that's working out for you, 
you know it, you're comfortable with it. It's like a lumpy mattress, right? You know it, you're comfortable with it. So sometimes someone needs to, when you really are ready to make a change, you need someone to come in. Because you're walking around going, my back hurts and blaming it on all sorts of other things. And sometimes you just need somebody to go in and go, that's a pretty lumpy mattress you're lying on. Would you like to lie on a different mattress? I'm not telling you which mattress you want. I'm just trying to tell you, what, make sure that you, okay, and then what's the process that you're gonna, let's take me through the, take you through the process, right? Let's take you through exploring these other realities, these other thought patterns you can have. And how does that actually turn into business, money, value creation, improved relationships, right? Let's bring it into the real world and out of just the theoretical. And if you can do that on your own, go for it. If you can buy a book and it changes your life, go for it. That is the most efficient way for it to happen. If that has not been working for you, I once had a therapist who said, how's that working for you? And I was like, it's not. And he's like, well, that's why you're here. So if you've tried these things, if you can't just turn on a dime, that's when it's, you know, in time to engage a professional and to bring in somebody who does this for a living to help you out. Kezia, what is the best definition of leadership you've heard? So, and I wish I could remember who it was. It is the art of motivating others to want to strive for a common goal. It is really about all of those things, but really about other people, right? Want really bringing people together. So they wanna be at work. They don't work for you because for the money, they don't work for you because of this. They're working on this business because they want to. And those goals, those dreams that belong to the business belong in some way to each of the people who work in your business as well. And, and to the community and really to think even more broadly than that. That's profound, Casey. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so what? It wasn't mine. It was somebody. But I was want to give attribution. I wish I could remember who wrote it, but that's it, fine. It I'm sure me. we can look it up someplace if we want to. So, yeah. what is the best advice you've ever received? I've gotten a few really good ones. Um, so I'll, I'll go through. Uh, one is don't take things personally that aren't personal. And trust me, that accounts for 99% of other people's behavior. It just doesn't have to do with you. And, and I mean, even if they walk up to you and say, you are the problem in my life, guess what? It, most of that does not have to do with you. The next one is don't let people or things live rent-free in your head. And this is about the energy investment. And a lot of what I work on with people is I say, you know, you're, that's great. We're off the Stairmaster. We're onto the mountain, but you got a big bag of rocks. So how do we put those rocks down? And where do the ones that are about the past, put them in the past. The ones that are anxiety about the future, let's put the schedule together. Where do they belong in the future? And then the last piece came from um, one of my, my managers when I was in finance and someone I, I continue to keep up with. And he said, minimize regret. I think he got that from someone else too. So to be fair, but minimize regret is really one where 
yeah, when we think about the things like nobody, you know, we always joke, but it's true. Nobody dies wishing they'd done less, wishing they'd enjoyed their life less, wishing they'd loved less, wishing they'd created less value. So I think that really focusing on, you know, minimizing regret is about stepping into things and taking those and going on those adventures. Excellent. Uh, Kezia, is that how you live a fantastic life or what other elements are there that are important in that? I mean, I uh, really working on self-acceptance, I think, has been my greatest challenge. It's most my clients' greatest challenges. You know, we stand in our own way. And I think leading a fantastic life is about that incremental every day looking at your life and thinking, what is fantastic right now? What's, let's let's keep track of what's fantastic about me, what's fantastic about my this meal I'm eating, what's fantastic about this conversation we're having, and and having that element of really embracing that there are lots of things that you can be incredibly happy and satisfied with where you're at. That is an, a personal, an inside game, right? A personal statement and place that you are, and still have goals and drive and want to create more. So I, I think that leading a fantastic life is really something for me that's about waking up and, and just looking at all the things that are great about my life. And then having goals to all the things I don't think are so fantastic. Okay, let's put together a plan and work with my coach right? and work with my mentors to be able to change those. Excellent. Well, Casey, we're almost at our end now for our time frame. How can people get in touch with you if they'd like to learn more how to develop their business or themselves? I'm on LinkedIn. That's a great place to connect with me. Um, my, I'm one of the, the few Kezia Robinsons out there. So um, I please encourage, it's spelled K-E-Z-I-A-H. So, uh, but I'm, hopefully that'll be in the show notes as well, because I know it's a little hard to remember how to spell it. Or you can check out my website, um, www.cassia-partners.com. And that's spelled C-A-S-S-I-A-partners.com. Excellent. Thank you very much for your time today. And thank you for allowing us to help other people develop their lives and their businesses to a new level. I think that's the essence of this show. We help people to give the tools so that they can get to another level. And you've been profound in helping people today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Have a fantastic day. You too. I'm Dr. Ellen Leica. Make sure you go to drellenleica.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, L-Y-C-K-A.com. And get a free copy of my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And subscribe to our podcast on this page so you won't miss a single episode. Every week we have exciting guests to help you have the best life you can.